Welcome in to the DNVR Watches podcast presented by uh, Let's Pick Brackenridge Brewery. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm. I'm here with Nathan Rudolph and Drew Creaseman. And we just watched the third episode of Love is Blind, and we're about to talk about it now. Um, let's throw it to Drew first for an initial reaction on the <laughs> series as a whole. Why, why is this? Why is this? Really? I got set up like that immediately. Yeah. I thought we were going to ease into it. Like, no. the time. Let's just get everything out on the table and work from there. All right. Can I preface this by saying something? <laughs> I, I, I am typically disinclined to go into something else that people are doing and having fun with in their own way and tell them to stop having fun. In fact, I find that to be obnoxious and, oh, my lights have gone off. And um, I try to avoid it at all costs. That being said, as a company, we have decided to watch this show and I, I feel like I have but one word that I have to live up in terms of my own personal branding and that is authenticity. And I hate this show. I hate everything about it. I hate everyone in it. I hate the fact that it exists. I hate the genre that it belongs to. I think it is bad for us as a people. Other than that, though, it's a lot <laughs> of fun. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite character? I haven't learned any of the names yet. <laughs> uh, I'm, I specifically really don't want to. There's one guy, I, okay, judging based on the hashtag DMVR watches and, and, and our staff, I believe the guy I like is named Rory. He's the person who mm, just mm-hmm. doesn't actually do any of the television show part of it, but everyone comes back to talk to him. And like he seems like the closest to a real person that, the, that this show has to offer so far. Maybe that's just because he's not being featured in any of the other stuff yet, but as of now, the guy who just sits around and tells everyone else why they're being morons. That's my guy. <laughs> is that what Nick Lachey is? People keep talking about Nick Lachey. Okay. No. So do you remember? La- Nick hold, Lachey? hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He just <laughs> called him Nick Lachey. We can't just, I just, I just yeah. What happened here? Is that uh, his name? Is that that guy who keeps telling people what they Nick Lachey. Oh, Lachey. See, I'd only read it. I'd only read all of the chat about it. Hashtag DMVR watches. Oh man. <laughs> so no. Okay. He, he, so no. He, he was in a boy a band from the before you were born. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Was it like a good one? Was it was he notable? No. I mean, he was the lead singer of 98 degrees, but to the extent that I believe they had one song that got on the TRL chart. So see, I'm not beyond. So, so you, so you're like, you're like anti Nick Lachey too. Like you came into it anti Nick Lachey. You saw him introduce the whole thing and you're like, yeah, no, I'm not getting into this. Honestly, completely forgotten. He was a part of it from both watching it until you had just said his name. No, that that's, I mean, no, that would be like being anti Aaron Carter or something. Um, oh, that's okay. a that's a okay. I was gonna say, do you know who that is? I thought Anthony <laughs> Carter for a second. I was like, nope, that's Anthony Carter. <laughs> the, the entire like, DMVR staff is dunking on you right now, Hank. Just oh, so really? you know, for the late oh, yeah, not watching that. Um, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, okay, let's change the subject. Uh, Rudo, we haven't yeah. heard much from you. So is this the type of show that you would be watching if not for the quarantine? Almost certainly not. 
And, like, you maybe could have convinced me to watch it based on the first two episodes. And then this episode just completely destroyed the premise. You might as well call the show Love Has Eyes after this episode. Like, (laughs) And they matter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The only thing that's important, the big reveal scenes are just hilarious. Like... The, the the two people in the hallway i'm just like i th- this would have been such so much more compelling television if they'd had someone looking like my goofy bearded skinny ass on that show so that girl had to look up and be like mm. <laughs> uh, i said i liked his personality and gave you all that speech about how i don't care how he looks but i care how he looks uh it it doesn't yeah the whole premise of the show is undercut every minute and a half Mm-hmm. All they talk about is physical attractiveness. And then it took us two and a half episodes to make the show entirely about sex, <laughs> which was pretty <laughs> impressive. I know. Well, and it seems like once they all kind of look at it like it's a lottery, like they're all just looking at it like, oh, well, I hope I wind up with one of the hot ones. And like, first of all, they're all very attractive people. That's why they're on the show. But, but immediately, <laughs> like the real reveals all turn to like, oh, dodged a bullet there or eh, I'm not so sure. Yeah. What a terrible concept. I'm glad you're not ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much what it turns into. The whole thing is just so brutal that every single one of them goes into it like, I'm doing this for the love and I don't need to see them. And then they all like have the biggest sigh of relief on the reveal of like, oh, good. I was just kidding. I actually care very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That and then if we want to actually talk about this episode a little bit. Yeah, it's probably uh, about time. (laughs) <laughs> Barnett and what's her name Amber they're doomed they have zero percent chance like Amber they cut to talking to her in her own little room and she's like Barnett drives me crazy but I love him and it's like the first thing you say when you see this guy is you annoy me it's like no <laughs> no why why did we even make it this far uh, well I the best part of that uh, little element was it was edited right after he had been such a douchebag to the yeah. other girl. Yeah. And so it's like, she, and she was like feeling heartbroken that this guy who, she's like, why won't he love me? Like, why do you want this person to love you? He's clearly a terrible guy. <laughs> and then there's other girls like, I hate him, but he said he wanted to marry me. So dope. Like, man. <laughs> How vapid and insecure and empty do you have to be as a human being for Barnett to fulfill you as a human? I, I mean, better than Jessica crawling back to her second choice and Mark is the uh, second choice being like, no, it's fine that I was the second choice. And she already hates that he's short. And, yeah, it's like and, and immediately went shoulder. off the rails. Yeah, like, uh, yeah well... It- I feel like it all just boils down to it. Turns out all the pretty people are actually very ugly on the inside. And that's my <laughs> contribution. Like, like there hasn't been one thing where I've like looked and been like, huh, I would love to like, like, like if it's one of the women, like I, I would love to go get a drink with you. Like I am jealous that these men get to date you. But then on the other side, it's not like I want to go to the bar and like hang out with any of the men either. Like any all, ev- uh, any of them. Yeah. No I one. felt like I was really negative that first night. Like I, I think half my tweets were something like, uh, "I'm like uh, don't like Barnett, don't like whoever, don't." But but it turns out I actually, I don't know. We're, we're there, changing there one the script person. here. Team nobody. This is team it. nobody. <laughs> I hope they're all lonely. 
Who's the gal again? I don't. I only remembered Barnett's name because you just said him, and he's such an in-your-face yep. ass bag. Forget about him. Uh, but there, there's one girl. She, I, I really don't know the names. I'm not making it up. I'm not trying to. Um, but she seems like okay. There was sort of the more boring couple when they all went back, and everything was about this like tension. Will they? Won't they? And some of them did. Some of them didn't. Uh, and they were just like, we're just going to hang out and cuddle and kiss and keep talking. And I was like, okay, they seem the closest to normal so far. And that girl in particular, Kelly, is that right? Yeah, Kelly and Kenny, yeah. the, the most boring couple on the show. <laughs> I swear, I'm about like, see, and that's the thing is like the the drama, especially like the forced drama yeah. of the, the like, uh, the final scene that was so, cl- like, so clearly a forced drama situation. But, yeah. Spano just texted me, what about Jessica? She's awesome. She's the one who everybody hated. I know. I know, Drew. I'm making the same face. But She's but the she's, worst person maybe in the world. Isn't she the only one who saw the, the looks of the guy she wound up with and was disappointed? And was like, eh, actually, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. also, she's 34 and he's 24, I think. Oh, notably, oh, yes. Yeah. Did they say that a few more times? Because yeah. <laughs> this age difference seems to be a massive deal. Not the fact that they've known each other for nine days, but the fact <laughs> that they really don't have a deep personal connection. Or as Rudo pointed out, she was completely ready to marry another person yeah. the day before. And that that other person is completely worthless. None of that seems to matter. But the 10 years in age difference... Real big deal to these people, apparently. The hardships they have to come up. There's been one real one on the show. Other than that, the hardships they have to invent for these people to try to get us to feel empathy for them is pretty... I, it's almost impressive on behalf of the writers. Like the guy who sat in a room somewhere is like, keep making a big deal about the fact that you're 10 years older than he is. <laughs> well, and for me, like, I'm 23, so it'd be like me dating a 33-year-old. Which just seems it's it's mind boggling, you know. Like like I can't even imagine. I I don't even know that I could date like a twenty three, twenty four year old at this point because I'm so immature for my age. But uh, yeah, that ten year age difference that's a lot. Also, Brandon just texted and said, "Oh, wrong girl. I'm talking about Cameron's girl." Okay, good. She's so good we good. can't even remember her name. So we're <laughs> yeah, off to a crazy. <laughs> I know we don't like Cameron. I mean, Cameron's fine. He's just vanilla. He's so vanilla. I don't know which one Cameron is. The first, the guy who proposed in the first episode, like on day four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a weirdo. I like his girl, though. Like, she seems interesting. Actually, she she at least seems in. So, so maybe there's two people on the show I like, but Cameron's a weirdo. And I'm sure I'll end up hating her when she does something stupid. Again, that's the whole point of the show everyone's agreeable and nice when you talk to them for a couple of hours a day. <laughs> Just try living with me. It's, in, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Lauren, I'm told, is, is her name. So. Yeah. Uh, that dress see, she was wearing in episode one was straight fire. That's been the best part of the show so far. That green dress was fantastic. I feel like, I feel like Cameron was supposed to be the answer to all of the people who like have nothing going on. Because wasn't he... He was like a firefighter who became a doctor or something like that and then had some other crazy thing in his background. Like he was supposed to be like the most lovable, like wholesome guy. And it turned out it's just kind of like, eh, like you're a person and be there. 
it's not take notable. more than four days to like show off your personality other than I'm just going to marry this girl immediately. <laughs> uh, These people. And I, and, and this is another thing that I guess is fair to put on the table for our audience. You're also talking to somebody who's been dating the same woman for eight years <laughs> so the idea that somebody you know so of course i'm naturally a little thrown off by people who are like i've known you four days let's get married yep i got engaged after eight years and then we had a year and a half engagement so definitely not the the fast squad out here maybe <laughs> maybe henry's looking at a bit of a faster timeline but between you and me we take our uh, sweet time i guess <laughs> so uh there's a lot to know about a person you know what I just I'm trying to find something redeemable about some of these people and mm. I'm really really struggling. Like the best redeemable quality we've come up with is that Cameron is vanilla. <laughs> well yeah, and the girl that I liked whose name I couldn't remember. Um you know, same thing. I was like, yeah, uh she seems okay, but uh, that's because I don't know anything about it. it's it's literally the premise of the show the more you learn about people <laughs> the more stuff's gonna come up and that's why I like the thing there at the end this you know that this big reveal it's like those are the things that people talk about their past what their relationship or their sexuality has been like you know before deciding to marry somebody they're asking who we relate to most, and I think my answer is for sure any one of the dozen people who showed up in episode one for four seconds and don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely feel uh, like I relate to those people. What was that? Rory, that's my... <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Henry looks like he's panicking down there because he broke yeah. something. He's got no mic. He's got no... He's, he could be anywhere. Anything could be happening. Who knows? Henry, right? Henry is alive looking at... at what Drew looked like watching this show right now. I think. <laughs> Just like, like panicky eyes, happening? like, oh no, <laughs> please stop. When I, when I got away from the pods, I was like, I, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can handle now all of these people talking about all of the things they should have thought about and then us having all of the sexual tension that's awkward enough in real life if people have those but to just sit on a, a fabricated sexual tension after people should have known better is just rough uh, i made it through alive and well well alive <laughs> you're still alive that's the best we can get out of you for that one it's you're, so bad man you're muted in uh zoom right now henry so button at the bottom Not of the sure. zoom chat you gotta click to unmute yourself <laughs> poor henry yeah he's having technical difficulties which for all we know the producer set that up on purpose based on the awkward jog walk they made everyone do on the reveal so who really right. knows it's <laughs> i saw i saw in, in earlier episodes rk was giving predictions for like who was going to stay together or whatever by the show. Here's my prediction. None of these people are going to be couples. Oh, absolutely so not. A week after the conclusion of the show. So the show's probably wrapped producing. And I'm sure there are people who've binged it and watched ahead. Um, you know, none of these people are going to live happily ever after. In fact, here's a challenge for anyone who's really into these shows. Send me, please. I would actually 
it, it, in some ways, it might restore a little bit of my faith in this entire practice. The couples, any couple and any version of a show like this, Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever, that have gotten together, gotten married, and have made five years. I'd be very curious. <laughs> so here's my theory after the fact now that that Cameron is actually the smartest person on the show, even if he is vanilla. Yes, he was crazy to propose after four days. But when you accept that none of these people have any chance of finding love, and after you propose, you get to go on a vacation to Mexico to a resort, boom. He didn't have to wait. He just got in there, did what he needed to do, and got on that vacation. Cut that pod nonsense out of here. It's like, we're going to Cancun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually love that theory. Like the quicker we get past this stuff, plus all the other people are going to show up and you know, people are going to break up and start hooking up with other people they weren't supposed to be there with. That's the whole point. Yep. If that wasn't going to happen, the producers will make sure that it does. So I think you're right. Maybe that was the best tactic. First person to get out of the pods and to Cancun wins. Cameron, play it. He knows, he knows how to play the game. Meanwhile, you have everyone else playing the field, trying to make sure they have enough dates so someone will propose to get to Cancun. This is way more interesting of a game show of trying to get to Cancun and not a game <laughs> show about love. All right? That's all I'm saying. I like that. Henry has somehow <laughs> managed to enter this chat twice now. Double Henry. You Whoa. can't hear you, but I can see you. <laughs> You're not muted in Zoom, so... <laughs> I'm generally impressed with whatever it is that Henry is doing. Wait, what it about... Really... Oh, you're, you're oh, good. You're good okay. now. Okay. That That's such a great good. metaphor <laughs> for how I feel watching this show. And instead of love is blind, this should be love is deaf now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure what happened, but I know I'm back now, and my audio probably won't be as good, but we're going to have to live with it. I missed... Most of the last like four minutes, was anything important going on? We basically no. just talked about how this is actually a game show of who can get to Cancun first and not about finding love. Oh, see, I like that better. It's kind of like how with The Bachelor, it's all about like the fantasy suites. Like, yeah. Like, like yeah. if you play it right, it's like you find the one girl you really like, and then like you probably like prolong things with the other girls until you get to the fantasy suites phase, and you're like, might as well at this point, you know? And for here, it makes sense to just go quickly and get to Cancun and hang out for four weeks before your engagement, marriage, <laughs> well, marriage. You're already engaged, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that plan. All of these shows are about using other people as a means to an end, which is why I can't stand them. But if that's the game we're playing, you might as well play it well and ruthless and win. Like I'm, I'm a sports guy first, so I'll root for someone to win since I'm not rooting for. What did I say on Twitter today? Other than the fact that everyone deserves happiness, none of these people deserve happiness. I'm not rooting for any of them yet. I'll let, I'll let you know on Twitter if I change my mind and end up, end up rooting for one. But until then, um, gamesmanship wins the day. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your strategy, Drew? Like if they said you have to be on the show, yeah, you're forced how would to you be, handle things? Who would you play it like? I, I mean, just knowing my actual personality, I'd be the very last person in there just <laughs> just, just trying to figure people out. 
Uh, I'd have problems with everybody. I would, I would have no strategy on a show like this. I would go on actually trying to find somebody that I enjoyed. Um, and I would probably fail to do so. <laughs> if, if it was this same group of people, I would be shocked if I would be able to find someone that I could create a connection with. And right. I'd be the, the biggest prude in the world once we got to Cancun. I'd enjoy the drinks and the food and the sights and the sounds, but I am not mixing DNA with any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, even if Diamond walks up to you, with a big flashing some... screen like she did in episode three here. <laughs> the big flashing screen. There, there are plenty of very attractive people on the show, but I have discovered in life that there are plenty of very attractive people who aren't also completely full of BS. Fair enough. <laughs> and they don't think... go on shows like this. <laughs> Right. That's part of the, that's the catch 22 of the problem with this question is I would never actually have any interest in dating someone who would purposefully go on a show like this. I think, I think my biggest beef with this show is how it's like, I don't know, like there's no storyline to it. I feel like it feels like you're just constantly jumping around. Like all of a sudden you're in the pods with one group and then you're somewhere else. And then, you never like follow through and see like the highs and lows. It's like you meet them the first time that like a couple meets in the pods and then you see them again when they decide to get engaged. And then I guess now we get a little bit more at in Cancun or wherever they go, but you don't get to like get to know them in the pods. Like it really does feel like, like there's no firm timeline. Like people say, Oh, we were talking for five days. And I was like, well, I thought, I thought that you guys had had like two conversations based on how this is all put together. There's right. whoever the producer is of this show sucks. Like there's what, yeah. 11 episodes of the show and six couples made it to Cancun. So they could have done one episode on each couple and like their journey through it instead of like, here's 45 characters. You don't know half their names. Go at it. Yeah. This still reminds me of, yeah, I know, like I'm purposefully not learning them. Um, there are other, so the only form of reality television that I even remotely enjoy is like the, the competition shows, like the best singers, the best dancers. I actually, to some degree, really enjoy those shows. But the thing I hate most about those is that they get away from their premise really quickly. And most of it's not about singing or dancing. It's about talking about singing and dancing. And there's a lot of that in this show where it's like, so for example, I really like The Voice and they do uh, the blind auditions right? But the blind auditions is the best part of the show. At the very beginning, they don't know what people look like. They just have to go based on their voice. And I think it's a really cool way. And and in that way, I kind of like, it's not the premise of the show, but what they keep saying is the premise of Love is Blind. And when they all keep saying, it's really great just to get to know someone for their personality, not how they look. Like, if that idea was executed to its fullest, I think I might really like the show. If the first six or seven episodes we're all in the pods and the conversations yeah. were legitimately deep. And there were a handful of people on there who weren't smoke shows, uh, but maybe did have legitimately good personalities. I think it could create for some interesting drama right. and, and it would actually go to show the premise that they're trying to get at that. Maybe we, we would actually have the possibility of a storyline where somebody who wasn't attracted to somebody else could get all over that because their personality is so great. They got to know each other. And that's just not even a possibility. So if everyone uh, on the show was as attractive as me, which is a solid like four and a half at best, 
Oh, you're like a six, Rudo. I'm maybe on my best day, I might pull off a six, but that would make a, there would might be something there, and then it would be a lot easier to be like, oh, these people actually seem to connect, and then the reveal, and you figure out immediately who the jerk is. <laughs> like, yeah, right? But it turns That's out, good TV. It turns out it all just turns into like a lottery where it's like, huh? Here are these three people who I all feel are pretty much interchangeable. As we've seen throughout the show, like they get rejected by one. And it's like, yeah, I'll get engaged to this guy the next day, just over and over. But they all just want to win the lottery and end up with like some attractive person. It's like Barnett said after he finally got to meet what's her face. I wrote down the quote. Look at that smoking hot piece of sexiness. Like yeah. that's what it's all about. It's just like this whole like, huh? Sure, hope I wind up with one of the hot ones. Little uh, did they know, every lottery ticket was a hot one. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just yeah, it it really is. It, it's strange because like there was almost a good idea here. And yeah, exactly. Undercut every like minute and a half on their own damn show. It's <laughs> my. My wife's taking in the because... first episode. They kept saying, like, oh, he sounds he's yes. got a sexy voice, right? Right, <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? I know they're just trying to replace physical, like, attractiveness with anything they can, like, oh, sexy voice, like, yeah, it, it, it's just, oh, I don't, I'm I mean, not a fan. My wife's take was basically like the entire premise of the show is ruined because you had nine days to propose to somebody. <laughs> if you did a 35-day experiment of, of just in the pods, maybe you would get to some more interesting stuff as far as the conversation is concerned. But instead, it just seemed like a race to the bottom. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. I mean, what can you do in that time? It's like, what? who are your favorite sports teams? What do you like to do? What do you... Uh, that was the second scene in the show was they're both Cubs fans. All right, I guess it's time to marry each other. Yep. I'm like, what are the odds that... Like, of, of course, it was Cubs fans who wind up on a show like that. <laughs> right. Knowing everything I know about Cubs fans is like, yeah, of course. And they're just like, awful. They're both, and they're just. <laughs> they're, they're Cubs fans. Ugh. Right. Right. Of course, the, the worst person on the show would be a Cubs fan. And not, a, and completely incapable, apparently, of finding <laughs> another Cubs fan. This is my lights keep going on. Anywhere in Chicago or a Bears fan. Like, like, how is that? Come to Denver. <laughs> yeah, but okay, they see Cubs fans every day. They have to see them, and they're not smoke shows. So, oh right, oh right, 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 right. Most Cubs fans don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those Cubs fans look like John Belushi in Animal House. Yeah. <laughs> Animal House was a show by the National Lampoons. Henry, no. Uh, the national. I've seen that one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've seen that one. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, I don't know. I think. Uh, do we want to make any predictions for next week? Someone is gonna sleep with someone's fiance next week. Oh, is that a possibility? Can they do that? They're all Can at the same resort. Right? It's definitely going to happen. Sure, yeah. It's whether or not it happens next week. I would Based, be better, yeah, over under. On the pacing of this show, it's going to happen next week. Good point. Good point. They're <laughs> flying through this like the final season of Game of Thrones. Like they got places to be and shit. Like, <laughs> like what? Like what are, no. Oh wow. Next episode. I'll, I'll at the very least say next episode 
uh, one couple breaks up for sure. There's yeah. no way that doesn't happen. I think I think it's Carlton. I think Carlton and Diamond. That's brutal. I mean, they kind of ruined that. Threw her ass in the pool. Didn't they show like throw her ass in the pool? I mean, he deserved to be thrown in the pool too. Well, for sure, someone got to come come by after. Like, you didn't want to mention that in the pod. He definitely (laughs) gets a drink thrown in his face at some point, according to the like preview shown on episode one. So it's coming. They all deserve that, though. Oh, absolutely. If you if you could throw a drink in one person's face on the show, who would you choose? Barnett. I, I I would love to say Jessica, but it has to be yeah, Barnett. Jessica's a close second, but a very close second. But it's like because I knew both of those people in high school, and they both treated me exactly the way you would think. Um, but Barnett was around me a lot more in high school, and <laughs> had a lot more power <laughs> to make my life a, a living hell. Uh, while all the pretty girls chased after him anyway. And, wow. and it's exactly what it is in this show. And so I, I would be fine if someone threw him into the pool. Um, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave I, it there. I will. <laughs> one, I think that's a good choice. Like, Barnett's terrible. But one saving grace is he did at least turn down LC instead of just rolling up and taking Amber and just piecing out and LC having no idea what happened. Yeah, he totally could have just disappeared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing about those pods. Like, you just sit in this, like, opposite side pod all day waiting for him to show up. How do you how do you think they sorted that out? Like, did they have a number of pod that they always went to, or were they just, like, yoloing around in the pods? Yeah, I have no idea. I, we haven't talked about the start of this show. With uh, what's her face flipping the engagement around on the? Oh other yeah, day. yeah. I was I was happy to see a, a female propose at least, but I I don't I wish know. She'd done better. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it hadn't felt like a middle school prom situation from both of them, which, yeah. I, would, which, I, would, which I guess maybe okay. They're dorks that deserve each other, maybe. Although. I, I don't I that was so painful. Everything from the I am your <laughs> gift. Ugh. Bro, come on. To to first of, then who does that, first of all, to leave him on the hook like that and be like, so I have something to say to you. Those are not the words you want to hear right <laughs> well, after you say, I will you marry. Uh, first you have the pause and it's like Hello? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hello was <laughs> yeah. um like if I proposed to my wife and she took that long to answer in person, I'd be like, well, that's a no. Yeah, for that's sure. No. Yeah. Uh, and that was, was uh, it like Giannina who was the one who yeah, did that one? Yeah. The one who never has a voice? Yep. Like she's yeah, just what is up with struggling her voice? to speak? I don't know. She's secretly weird. like a smoker of 40 years or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, at 34 or whatever. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> No, but that that kind of drives me crazy. And I don't necessarily think that she's a bad person or like compared to any of the others, she deserves for worse things that happen to her. But her voice does kind of drive me insane. She seems maybe okay. But the voice... But I think it's... I'm grading on a curve. Like, this is like a war situation. (laughs) She's got like slightly more wins about replacement compared to Jessica. We need uh, Love is Blind advanced stats going deep here. (laughs) Yeah. You know, wait, negative six more when you like look at the other options around there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's like small town dating. You know, everybody in the town and you just have to 
pick whatever's left. <laughs> I don't know what happens. What happens to the last couple of people in the pods? Because I was wondering that too. Are they just done? Are they just off the show now? I think I don't know. I I think that they'd probably just kind of pair off and take a trip to Cancun, right? You would think, <laughs> right? Like it's a trip <laughs> to Cancun. <laughs> Like, I, I mean, I, I don't think you can get away with saying that in front of the producers and stuff. Like, I don't think you'd go into a pod and be like, hey, you know what? You're, this isn't going to work out, but I feel like we could have some fun for a few weeks. Might as well see what each other look like, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, and like the last two left, like, are there, they're, right? Are there two people that just are together? Like, well, uh, numbers game, I guess we're getting married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope one of them shuts down the other. I hope one thinks that way and the other one says, like, no, we're not doing this. What's your name? If What's somebody... your name? Lexi? Oh, cool. All right, cool. Let's get married. <laughs> if somebody walks off the show, that person will become my hero. But that, that, that'll never mm-hmm. happen because producers don't. These people are highly screened, and this stuff is highly scripted. As much as we like to believe, it's true that it's real. When the one girl on the show today, I, I can't remember which one said it, it was like, "These are my real feelings. This is my real life." I was like, "No, it's not. You're sitting in a pod talking to a person you can't see who you met a few days ago about whether or not you're going to marry them. These aren't real feelings. This isn't your real life. Your real life will resume in a couple of weeks or months after the show is over." Yeah, well, it was like watching The Bachelor, those last couple episodes, Madison is just like, you know what, Peter, you're a great guy. This has been a lot of fun. But I just don't know if this is going to work out in the real world. And just kind of broke things off with him. And it was just like, wow. what a Ali did inform idea. me that there is one season of The Bachelorette that is still together. They've been together for four years. So one of the, what, like 13 seasons That's has it? worked out, yeah. Oh. How is there only one? <laughs> because none of it's real, Hank. Because but, none of it's real. One? I mean, I don't yeah. know. I feel like I feel like if I were to get engaged to ten different people, it would work out with like two or three of them. <laughs> That's because you're a decent person, Henry. <laughs> well, hold on. Can we go back to the math on this? <laughs> like, I don't know practically how you make that happen. But like, <laughs> I feel like I could have a successful relation- relationship with like two out of every 10 we're, women. We're creating the Mendoza line of engagements right now. So, well, well. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the show, unfortunately, as everything just crashed, but that's as good a place as anywhere to end this this show. So, even though you can't see me right now, thank you for listening to DNVR Watches of Love is Blind, Episode 3. Episode 4 will be back on Tuesday, same time, same place. Highly recommend you watch along and tweet with us, hashtag DNVR Watches. Take it easy, y'all, and have a good one. <laughs>